0: Phoebe and Junior chatting about the moon and sun, Tchaikovsky and Um, we're so
1: happy to be back we we missed everyone So
0: happy it's been over a month but we are yeah I really yeah
1: mostly I really just missed the sound of my own voice so this is really great to be doing this again
0: yeah honestly no Phoebe I missed the sound of your voice so I'm so happy that we can get together and do this again
1: oh my Um, gosh me too Junia so I feel like there's really been a lot that's been going on in the world and in our lives since we last checked in, in honestly, red wine white couch
0: i honestly feel like it's been a year since we last talked like on you know red
1: wine i white never couch. yeah i never really believed in linear time to begin with but this whole like corona quarantine fiasco has really proved that to me because what is time anymore? What is a day, you know?
0: Time is a social construct. It exactly. Really and, exactly. And in this case, it's been constructed differently than other years, and I am 100% mm-hmm. convinced that that is true. So, mm-hmm. Phoebe, you're still in Scotland.
1: Oh, I'm still here. Yeah, I haven't left the township of St. Andrews, um, which is approximately three streets since March 1st. So I'm really getting to know all the nooks and crannies of this amazing town. You really um, are. Once I get back, truly. You're, going to have
0: to, you're going to have to show me some of some of the... The new spots. That you found. Yeah.
1: yeah, so like, there's this corner of Market Street that I've really been enjoying. Um, yeah, so I'll show you all the great places. I cannot wait. I
0: cannot wait. Yeah.
1: But Junia, you've had some exciting movement across the oceans, across the high seas. I Where are have, you right now?
0: I'm currently in Iceland. Yeah. Um, yes, it was somewhat of a last minute decision, but it was sort of a result of everything that was happening in the US or mm. not happening, rather. <laughs>
1: yeah, um, you needed to really yeah. remove yourself. That was a toxic environment and you really needed to remove yourself from
0: it. You Absolutely. know so you did. At that point, I had been staying at home for three months straight over mm. three months and I only met one of my friends which luckily is um, one of my best friends twice but it was very limited like short time with with masks and like you know socially, socially distanced distanced,
1: distanced you yeah. know
0: and um as time went on my family was trying to be cautious which is totally fair so it was sort of stay home or nothing, that was the only option. And that's when I thought, what if I go home to Iceland? So for those of you who don't know, I grew up in Iceland. I was born in Reykjavik, born and raised, but my family currently lives in Washington, DC. I think I mentioned this in the first episode, But
1: I think maybe it was in your introduction, but it's always good to refresh people, you know, on the life of (laughs) Junia.
0: So, yeah, so my parents live in D.C. right now, and I didn't go to high school in D.C., so I don't really have many friends there. I don't have like, you know, you know how everybody said that um, quarantine sort of made them revert back to their high school selves? I mean, not for you either, Phoebe, because you stayed in school Did people say
1: that? I hope I'm not like a depressive ballerina.
0: (laughs) No, oh my goodness, you are not. I think it's mostly people who like, you know, are hanging out with their high school friends again and sort of, you know, are living that life of finishing school for the day and just going home and sort of like hanging around at home. Um, I felt that to a certain extent, but it was like a new bedroom and like just completely new surroundings and I also couldn't drive in DC because I don't have my DC driver's license so
1: I can't drive at all because it terrifies me so well
0: you're a New York City kid so yeah you'll have
1: to chauffeur me around next time we're together
0: (laughs) that's that's no problem I'm I'm from Iceland I can absolutely drive no car no feet as they say in Iceland
1: is that what they say how would you say that in Icelandic
0: no, like, they don't say that here. That's just what my mom says, and she says got in it. Chinese, so... Got
1: it. Oh, my God. So many languages flying Absolutely. about.
0: Absolutely, But, yeah, it was a journey and a half. Our flight was canceled twice on the way here, um, and we had to fly through Boston. So we, as in me and my twin sister, Leve, and... Um, Yeah, our flight was canceled twice, which was really difficult to coordinate because it was a connecting flight. We had to connect through Boston. Um, But in the end, we had to stay one night in Boston and spend a day in Boston, which was actually really nice because L'Eve, my twin sister, goes to college in Boston. So she was really happy to show me around and sort of get to hang around her, you know, college campus a little bit. We had a really lovely day in Boston and we, That's yeah, so nice. It was so nice. A and little it pit was like, stop. Yeah. And it was our first taste of freedom for a while as well because we mm-hmm. were just walking around the city with masks, of course, but we got sweet green salads and we bought a bottle of <gasps> wine, which was oh, actually I my first, green. yeah, it was my first legal drink when I bought my first bottle of wine.
1: Wait, Junia, does yes. that mean you've been drinking illegally? No. No. Okay. No, I have done checking. no such
0: thing. No. Okay. I I, have I didn't very think much so. not. For those, I of wouldn't you
1: expect who, that of you.
0: For those of you who know TikTok, you you will understand that reference that I just made. But if oh, don't I
1: don't know TikTok. I don't know TikTok at all because I downloaded it for like a second, maybe in like late March, because I was like, I guess we all live on TikTok now. And it literally made me feel seasick. Like, I felt like I was rocking back and forth. Oh my so God. I deleted it. And I guess I'm just being left behind. It's okay. 2019.
0: No, that's all right. You know, those who, those who don't have TikTok have a PhD in maturity. But it's fine. I send you the funny content. So. I get the best
1: ones. Junior's kind of my TikTok filter. I get the best ones. through. I'm filter. like a
0: TikTok curator.
1: Yes, yes.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but yeah, the journey was really lengthy here to Iceland. It was just it took forever. It was really problematic. But oh, and it was so funny the airport in Boston. So yeah, how was
1: how was the, being in the airports and it everything? It was
0: it was a really weird vibe because like there's such few international flights. So at Boston Logan Airport, it was just the one Iceland Air flight departing, and that one Iceland Air flight also happened to be the only flight departing from the States to Iceland, like that day or that week probably. Wow, yeah. Because Air is only flying to Boston currently. So, you know, typically you have a bunch of, you know, tourists who come to, um, come to America, to Boston to shop, or, you know, American tourists going to Iceland to see the scenery. But this was genuinely like everybody was escaping home. And it was just this <laughs> mix of like, no, there was no mix. It was all just one. It was all families flying home with kids who spoke like half Icelandic like me because they'd been, you know, living in the States. And people had like their instruments. There were like six dogs. I kid you not like, people <laughs> were, like, it was serious. People were flying home with their dogs. That's when you know,
1: you were like getting on the ship, you know, that was like leaving France. That was really your flight.
0: It was really (laughs) that vibe. And then the airport was like literally just the same people because there were no other flights departing at that time. And yeah, so we just popped masks on and and we went on our way. Pop a
1: mask. I really chuckled when you told me that story because yeah, you really were fleeing. Everyone was, you know, getting out while they still could.
0: No, it was really, it was, it was an experience. It's genuinely something that you never think you'll experience
1: um it's true we always think all these crises yeah we always think these crises are behind us yet you know as we've discussed linear time does not exist it's all cyclical that's true we have many crises to come i'm sure
0: so many crises to come both can't wait (laughs) yeah i'm excited and then once we arrived in iceland we took tests at the airport Caron and Mars who was testing. there
1: giving the test? This is my favorite part of the story.
0: Oh, my aunt was, like, overseeing the testing, and she was That's how
1: small was. and, like, tight-knit Iceland is. Her aunt was just there. Exactly. Like
0: and then once she finished her shift, she just drove us home.
1: <laughs> That's so nice.
0: Um, yeah, For so for those who don't know, um, anybody who visits Iceland can take a test at the airport and be free of quarantine so that is the reason why we chose to come the 15th of july because no june sorry because that's when it started
1: yeah and iceland like it's totally fine there
0: right yeah it is there's a couple of active cases um but not really there's no community spread Um, Mm -hmm. it's all very well contained it's easy to track because um there's the population size is just so small Right. But like all the
1: cafes and restaurants are open there.
0: Yeah, all the cafes are open. Mm -hmm. All the restaurants are open. Um, No social distancing unless Mm -hmm. you want to. If you want to, you know, let it be known and and everybody (laughs) will respect um, your choice. But for the most part, it isn't necessary. Bars are open until 11. Which I've sort of made use of. It's nice to go out after dinner and get a drink. You know, there's a few cute, like, rooftop How boxes. civilized! <laughs> yeah. I know, I know. But, yeah, no, absolutely. I'm super, super lucky to be in Iceland. It's an absolute privilege. And
1: Yeah, yeah. so I don't really believe in, like, the patriarchal um, institution of marriage. Um, but if I were to ever find myself an Icelandic lover, I'd be like, let's sign the paperwork now because i would really love yes
0: i'll marry you
1: oh wait wait we can get married junior let's get married
0: marriage in iceland does not mean you have to you know do it do it by you know the typical the traditional patriarch patriarchal patriarchal
1: patriarchal, i can never actually say that word which i think i think patriarchal 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 no patriarchal
0: this is why I think we
1: just need to really rid ourselves of patriarchy, so we can ha- stop having to use yeah. this word, I don't which no one can word. say. I don't, exactly. don't even want to use this word. I'm continue to use right. this word, which I can't pronounce, and okay. I find it extremely frustrating.
0: Anyways, well, I don't
1: really. Well, I don't really believe. I don't really. I still wouldn't even get married, even if it was like a non traditional marriage, because I just don't believe like in the roots of the institution, even though it, like has progressed from its initial meaning. However, um, I would marry you, Junia, because you could give me Icelandic citizenship and in the event that coronavirus continues for the rest of our lives I would really like to be in Iceland
0: yeah no Phoebe we would like whatever roots you don't like like we can eliminate that by having like a really nice prenup
1: no no I see like this is I don't really believe in like I don't really believe in the prenup like or the marriage you know what I'm saying
0: no 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 I get it I get it I was, yeah I was trying to I believe it, it was I believe that you
1: would you would give me a really nice prenup journey and I'm really appreciative of that so keep <laughs> that in mind <laughs> oh
0: my god well um yes since we haven't been around for so many weeks we decided to sort of ask our followers on Instagram if they had any questions for us
1: and did they have questions? Yes, they did. We got so many questions. interesting questions. We
0: have the best such listeners. good little
1: students we have here. Best
0: little students. Um,
1: Should we just run through the questions that we got yeah, today? Yeah, let's let's
0: literally okay, just let's start do it. Let's
1: start them. from the beginning, right? Yes. Okay. Let's do you, you want to read the first one?
0: <laughs> okay, so the first one. Let me just. I'm pulling it up. Okay, so the first one is. Um, first one is from um runsmree
1: run three run
0: m3 right i'm sorry if i couldn't um pronounce I think name it's, well enough
1: i think it's like an instagram name it's not like a real name you know what i'm saying so i think it's okay
0: oh run m3 that's
1: right. so anyways but
0: yeah anyways if you <laughs> if we murdered that please let us know i want to learn it properly um if you listen if you're listening but Rum Rund m3 asked favorite medium of art
1: well <clears throat> my favorite medium art of art is classical music
0: i agree i love classical music
1: yeah i, mean, I think that was really a given for the what two can
0: kids. i say i grew up learning about it living in it breathing it and in a way you did too phoebe like
1: Yeah, I was, you know, dancing through it.
0: (laughs) Exactly. But my Um, favorite one, too, but, like, a close second, which I think deserves equal attention, is, like, I love dance. Like, I love ballet. It's something I've always I love dance,
1: too. Um, And I guess for me, also, like, writing and poetry, literature and poetry. It's really hard. I really require literature, poetry, classical music, and dance, you know, as part of my...
0: This is a pretty difficult question my
1: life it really it's a is. hard question, yeah, but I think but I find it musical, I find it yeah.
0: yeah, is my number the first thing that pops into my mind me too, I couldn't,
1: yeah, that's definitely above all for me, but I find that a very interesting question to ask other people because I'm always surprised, constantly surprised by what they respond, and I feel like it's a really good way to get to the root of someone
0: no, absolutely it's it's the way in which they like to express their express themselves <laughs> or to like. I don't know the uh, the medium to which they turn... through which they exist. Yeah, yeah, or to um, when they're feeling something. Like, what's the first thing you drift towards when you when you know when you're super down in the dumps one day? Like, is music like your first? Is like classical music is the first thing that I'll turn to. Like some of my favorite music. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure like there are, there are people who their first reaction would be to like read their favorite comforting book or watch you know film a film you know Mm -hmm.
1: can you imagine if you asked someone that question and they were like tiktok
0: okay but like
1: i'd be like oh we're not gonna be friends
0: tiktok is a very fine medium of art and i honestly i i wouldn't say that that was my first answer but I also would be lying if I said that I didn't enjoy it.
1: Well, it's perfectly fine to enjoy it, you know what I'm saying? But I don't know if it's, like, your favorite medium. Right. You know?
0: Exactly.
1: Um, Not to criticize TikTok. I do apologize. We all have our own interests and enjoyments. So whatever gets you through gets you through.
0: Honestly, TikTok has been helping me through quarantine, so... Okay, so that's good. I'll give it, like, an honorable mention, but, like, not... Not on the podium.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I it, it will I understand. never go
0: on the podium for me. I understand. It's it's a separate league, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. <laughs>
1: um, entirely. Okay. Should do, we move on to the next question?
0: Yes. Do you want to read it? Okay. We can, How oh, about well. we switch? So you read one and the okay.
1: other one. Uh, do you know this person? I do not. Okay. I don't know this person either. I don't know how to say their name. Kaylee? Kaylee? Kaylee Rios right um has asked us thoughts on witchcraft I'm really excited by this one
0: I do not know much about witchcraft I don't read a lot about modern witchcraft Mm -hmm. but I can imagine that it's extremely fascinating and I would love to love to know more so um at least for me Kaylee if you know anything about it you'd love to share please share
1: Please, if you're a witch who's listening to that, this, please, um, we invite you to share all your hexes with us. No, we would love <laughs> um, to learn. We would love that. I find witches historically and modern contemporary witches um, extremely fascinating. I think there's real, really been a real resurgence of the witch as a like feminist symbol. Oh, absolutely. Um, and I think women are really invoking the witch within them to find power within this patriarchal society. Patriarchal society. Well done, uh, Beautiful. Thanks, thanks. Um, thank you. Um, I think just I think witches are really fascinating. You know, you see them across literature, you see them across history. I think like the witch community, particularly there's a brand of witchcraft called Wicca, and apparently it's like very I think as witchcraft is in general, it's like very welcoming, particularly to like black witches or like lesbian witches. And it's a very like welcoming feminist space, which a lot of like, quote unquote, feminist spaces are not welcoming to all groups. So I think it's really great that you can kind of have this whole kind of side or exploration of feminism through witchcraft. Why not? Well,
0: oh, that's fascinating. I've never heard of yeah. that Yeah.
1: I read up on it quite a bit.
0: <laughs> wow. No, I I feel like there really has been it's it's become more of a symbol, I feel like throughout mm-hmm. the past few years and I just really enjoy seeing how it how like witchcraft makes appearances all of a sudden. It, it I feel like it's witchcraft is being mentioned like all over the place, especially like online and on TikTok too, and I just I think, uh, TikTok? No, really, oh there's witch TikTok. There weird. is witch <laughs> There's witch TikTok.
1: Can you send them to me? Actually, I want to see them. I will
0: absolutely send you witch TikTok content.
1: Yeah. You know, I think I might actually have a little bit of... I think we all have a little bit of a witch inside us. I think I might have, like, a big witch, a (laughs) grand witch waiting to...
0: A grand uh, witch.
1: A grand witch waiting to cast her spells within me. Um, My grandma actually taught me, like... I don't think she would necessarily say she's a witch, but she did teach me kind of a hex to put on people. And I mean, I think oh my God. I have used what it. What kind of a hex? T- it's like a Latvian hex that she learned from her father, I think. Wow. Um, yeah, I can't exactly. I don't think I can share it um, to the general public. But if you ever want to learn it, Junia, I will teach it to you.
0: Wow. Have you? Who? Who have you? Um placed it upon what do you do do you play place a hex? yeah you place it upon it
1: so I don't really um at this point in my life actually I don't really believe in like placing bad hexes on people however when I was like a younger teenager or like um pre-tween I definitely had a lot of inner anger that I would attempt to expel uh through hexes um so you do place it on, on a specific person and I did place it on some individuals <laughs>
0: You know what? That's all right. We all had a wild teenagerhood. All of yours
1: for sure. I was like, I was wild like,
0: than most.
1: I, I was like ten. You know, so. Um, but you I gotta like, do what you gotta I do. I feel
0: like you. I feel like you peaked at being um, spicy earlier than most.
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I had a lot of um verve. Is that a word? Verve, nerve.
0: Nerve? like
1: Nerve? Wait, I'm... I'm. This is just a vocab lesson like today. I current? forgot how to speak. Yeah, I would say it's like a younger person. Yeah, verb right, is not like right, a right. Word. Oh, no, like verb is nerve. a word. <laughs> verb. I had verb and I had nerve. Oh, verb. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think as like a younger person, Um, not to say that I wouldn't... Not to say that I don't have that now, but I think particularly when you're younger, um, there's really like a pre-tween... Uh, girlhood moment where you can really you really just have a lot of bitterness towards I think the expectations of womanhood that are being thrust upon you right. and um, your you're coming into life through. and maybe you're not happy with certain situations and you turn to witchcraft
0: that's so fair yeah and that is how Phoebe became a witch
1: yeah <laughs> um, so the next question is from my sister and I actually want to skip over it because, (laughs) (laughs) sorry, Amanda, Amanda. you know, Amanda is not even going to listen to this, she pretends to listen, she listens to the first five minutes of this podcast, and she's like, I loved it, and then she stops, um, so if she catches this, then I'll answer her question in the next episode, um, okay, but you read the next question,
0: all right, okay, I'm just gonna skip over Amanda's, I guess, Mm -hmm. and then I'm gonna go to Sanjana. Hey, Sanjana.
1: Hey. Um,
0: so, if those for those of you who don't know, Sanjana is an absolute queen. Um, she is the head of the school of economics, or like the head, class president of the school of economics and finance. Um, she's going places, to say the least, and she made it econ, it. which I di- I didn't. So.
1: And she's a double Scorpio, which I just find really entrancing.
0: <gasps> she is. Yes. Yeah.
1: she's oh a double goodness. Scorpio. Can you believe? That's, that's crazy.
0: That's such insane energy. But I so also, wild. I also think that's wh- like one of the reasons why I really feel a connection to her. Like,
1: you know, we've never even really talked, but I've interacted with you on Instagram, and I've loved our interactions. And the fact that you're a double Scorpio, like, let's hang out. I really enjoy that. No,
0: right, exactly. So she asked. How does mur- uh, Mercury? Mercury. How I does literally Mercury? Cannot speak anymore. No, I really
1: struggle with that word as well, and I've only learned to pronounce it since I've gone more into astrology. So no worries.
0: Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a go. How go does for it. How does Mercury re- retrograde affect different signs?
1: Okay, I I guess this one's for me. I'll really launch this. Right. So if you're if you're ruled by Mercury in your birth chart, which means we all have a ruling planet. So to find what planet rules over you, you're going to look at your rising sign. And whatever planet rules the sign of your rising sign, that's your ruling planet. So for instance, my rising is in the sign of Leo, and Leo is ruled by the sun. Thus, I am ruled by the sun. However, if you're a Gemini or Virgo rising, you're going to be ruled by Mercury. So in that case, Mercury retrogrades are going to affect you a lot more. If... The Mercury retrograde is retrograde in your sign. So let's say, I think last September, uh, last November, there was a Pisces retrograde Mercury and my Mercury is in Pisces. So this really fucked me up. I didn't attend a week of complete classes because I somehow got into into my head that they weren't happening. They absolutely were. So things like that will happen if it's in your sign or if it's in the sign that's opposite your sign. So, like, if you were, like, a Virgo Mercury, it w- would have really affected you. I hope I explained that okay. Message me if you have any questions.
0: That was actually really clear, Phoebe. Like, I understand. Okay, I'm glad.
1: That. I'm glad. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, Next question. Um, Yasmin. Hey, Yasmin. I miss you. Um, she asks, what do you guys think St. Andrew's slash college life will be like in September and beyond? Ooh, I like this question. I think...
1: I think we're going to have like two weeks of school. Then all the Americans that came back um, and didn't quarantine and are going to bring the coronavirus with them. uh, I think, well, I think that's going to happen. And I think we are gonna have two weeks of school. I think things are going to go to shit and we're going to be like, oh, what a nice two weeks of school. And everyone's going to leave again or everyone will stay. But like we just can't leave like our respective chambers, you know?
0: Right, I agree. I think that we're gonna have, like, a week or two of bliss, and then somebody's gonna bring it, even though we're meant to quarantine for two weeks. um, No, like, people are already,
1: people are already coming back to town, and these bitches are not quarantining, and I'm like, can you not? I'm, I have not left this town since March. If you get me sick, like, that's gonna be a problem, you know?
0: Right. No, I, I think we'll have, like, one or two weeks of bliss, and then, there will be a case and in which case everybody will have to sort of quarantine and stay inside for two or three weeks. I think it'll just be a cycle on and off at school. Um, I mean, I'm
1: hopeful, you know, I'm looking forward. I'm really excited to go back to classes. Yeah. I Um, mean, this
0: being said, I mean, I know we don't have like a huge audience or anything, but if you are going to (laughs) flying from like a foreign country into St. Andrews, like I am, Please quarantine yourself. Quarantine. quarantine. Like we can have so much fun for like weeks on end if just everybody complies for two weeks. It's really not that big of a deal. You
1: heard it here first. Quarantine.
0: Yeah. No, it's really not that big of a deal. So no, it's really not. Like I know you people know. who have gone through it. I've been lucky enough to not have to quarantine, but in a way, I did for three week, three months in Ooh. DC, and it's just something that you have to do. It's your social. Um, what's the word it's like you know
1: it's your social duty as it's a your social citizen duty, of the exactly.
0: world also and it's like really it's
1: really not a big deal. i don't get people's problem with quarantining like if you've ever had like the slightest of depressive episodes like that's not even a 2 week quarantine you know like just sit in your bed for 2 weeks you don't even have to sit in your bed you can walk around your room you know like it's be- like it's really not that hard
0: no exactly you can, you can order
1: takeout <laughs>
0: Exactly. Yeah, I think, I mean, I'm, I'm excited because I've heard, not excited, but I've heard a lot of the plans for colleges in the US. And they're super, super strict, super restrictive. You know, students have to sign um, all sorts of papers saying that they won't gather. And, you know, although we have to follow all the same rules in St. Andrews, it's different because most of us live off campus. It's true. Like what will already be exciting enough for me is that I live with three girls um, who at least all, you know, have fresh, fresh people, fresh faces to hang out with during that time. And, you know, we have the beach for beach walks and, you know, it's not like we're stuck in a big city.
1: No, that's what I've really appreciated about being in St. Andrews is really reconnecting with nature. (laughs) I feel like my sister and I are here and we keep telling each other, it's like we feel like. Like, we're little kids, like, when we would just spend all summer in the country. And, like, you know, there was really no sense of time. So, it's really been quite tranquil here. So, let's keep it that way.
0: Right. No, that's what it feels like. It just really does feel like there's no sense of time. And I felt like... Yeah. I felt that, too, before I started... Well, now I'm sort of on a work schedule because I'm Mm. working on an internship. But um, before, it was just sort of... I let the days pass and it was sort of, you know, we are as you hu- like as human beings on this earth like um on this like on this exact earth we are very we've grown very accustomed to knowing exactly what time it is what day it is um and I mean for good reason but for those few months and weeks that i didn't have to it was sort of nice just completely letting go it was like it really did remind you that time is a social construct
1: for sure i'm loving the philosophical nature of this episode
0: (laughs) exactly oh my gosh well that's I feel like uh, my mind has been thinking very philosophically ever since quarantine started
1: that's great that's really all we have left is our minds and then eventually those will go too
0: oh oh yeah mine's already mine was it's it's better now that I'm in Iceland but but she wasn't entirely there for a while
1: I think, uh, (laughs) I don't know what to say about that. But yeah, should we go to the next
0: question? (laughs) Next question. Oh, Yasmin asked another question. This one's one's a little bit lighter. Um, What are your go-to recipes on a daily basis? And where do you get your inspo from?
1: I love that we're getting like, I feel like such an influencer getting like recipe
0: questions. Well, Phoebe, tell us about what you've been eating.
1: Well, um, I, there was a point where I realized today that my sister prepared me breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So I do really get my inspiration from what my sister cooks for me and puts on my plate. Um, my sister, has, she was always a really good cook, but during this quarantine, she's really finessed and fine-tuned her kitchen skills. Um, and she's really becoming, become an amazing chef. And she really just prepares all the meals for me at this point. Um, we keep joking that like she's my housewife and I really enjoy it. Um, but if I am, she prepares like a whole range of things. So I can't really delve into her recipe box. If you are curious about her recipes, she has an Instagram, uh, food Instagram, it's called at feeding Phoebe. I think I've plugged it on here before, um, but she like posts what she makes me, <laughs> um, hence the name that person yeah, yeah. Personally, I kind of forget like what would I even make myself before Amanda was cooking for me twenty four seven. I'm a really big fan of avocado toast. If you haven't heard of it, oh, how so
0: original of you! It's used.
1: just uh, avocado on toast. You know, I was really into avocado toast like a full year before everyone else. Like, I got into it in like 2013. Wow! Just to be clear here, so I was the That's original influencer. You're from the city. It's true. It's true. I was out there sampling avocado toast.
0: Right, um, before it reaches the nascent. Yeah.
1: I'm a big fan of just, like, roasting <laughs> just roasting vegetables in the oven. Phoebe will um, roast
0: anything. Sometimes I've been at her flat, and she's, like, roasting pe- like nuts. Like Yeah, sweets. I
1: love our roasted nuts. I remember that. That was fun. Oh, I love – what was I going to say? Oh, I love – this is something that I do really well, like a miso salmon. You do that too, Junior, right? Right, I do this too. That's in this your repertoire. Like my
0: go-to meal.
1: So good. It's just – Salmon, um, with some lemon, olive oil, miso. A little, I do a little tamari. Is that what you do?
0: I so I have like white miso paste.
1: Oh, you have white miso. I have dark. I have brown miso.
0: Ooh, I I like white miso and um soy sauce or like tamari, minced ginger yes ginger I love
1: ginger I love ginger I forgot about ginger
0: and I'll put brown sugar or honey just a little bit just a pinch oh it makes it a little bit sweet which is really nice interesting
1: okay you're gonna make that for me when you get back here.
0: but it's literally the easiest thing to make ever and then you just rub it on the fish and if I have time then I will um marinate it for a few hours before I pop it in the oven oh um yeah I bet that would be really
1: good with tofu I bet that would be really good with tofu no absolutely
0: that would be really good with tofu I've also done the exact same thing with um with cod you can do it with haddock as well like you can do it with any fish It would probably be good with like noodles as well
1: I love I love a cod with roasted tomatoes and capers that's a really easy fish to do as well
0: Right. We're really Um, lucky because Scotland has really good fresh fish and also Iceland here. So, oh, yeah, really try to make good use out of having like really fresh ingredients, at least fish wise. Um, We love fish. (laughs) I do love fish. I mean, I grew up eating so much fish. I literally can't live without it. And it's so funny. I didn't realize when I moved to the States that it's not it's not such a given to have fresh fish whenever you want for like a good price.
1: No, no, no. Um, my other favorite recipe is tea. So I boil some water and I put um an Earl Grey tea bag in, and then I put about probably four to five times the normal amount of honey <laughs> into my tea, and then you just stir it around. Really good. Um, I have that. That's a necessity for me every evening. That sounds <laughs> um, wonderful. Yeah. Anything else to add to that one?
0: Well. I mean, so my go-to recipes are definitely oatmeal. I make so much oatmeal like porridge. <gasps> oh. Um, I don't I don't know, it just like fills me up for the day. I'll have it for like mm-hmm. breakfast or lunch. And recently, I've really been enjoying like making it on the hob because you can make quick oats with like boiling water from the kettle, but it becomes a little bit mushy. So like if I have more time, I'll make it on the hob with almond milk and it becomes so creamy i'll put like a spoon of tahini it makes it even creamier and nuttier oh i love tahini with some granola a little bit of honey some banana and almond butter or peanut butter cacao nibs literally anything i put everything and anything on oats wow yeah it's really (laughs) a blank
1: canvas
0: (laughs) no it really is and i I mean other than that i have i do the miso fish but I have to I have to give a shout out to one of my best friends um also one of Phoebe's good friends Peyton for sharing this recipe with me I think Peyton and I made this fish like maybe 500,000 times last year
1: I'm god well next year you have to make it for me
0: (laughs) oh absolutely it's like it's the quickest thing to make and it's like delicious and then we'll usually make a little bit of like um kale or Ooh. broccoli with it or like a little side salad it's really nice
1: I love some jasmine rice with that personally that's my favorite Ooh. and then yeah, then like really a green good. as well Bread. wow we really just fulfilled our roles as women you know no, talking know. about the oh, kitchen one
0: more one more <laughs> thing one more thing that I have to mention um well first off go give Peyton a follow on her podcast. She runs a food podcast. Oh yes, and it's follow called, that. Yeah, it's called "That's What Cheese Said." Clever. And I came up with that name. Um, oh, I didn't guess. know that. I I did. I actually googled food puns, and it came up. And I sent it to Peyton, and she thought I was a genius. and actually, Wow. Like she's probably has never heard it before, but I fully googled it. We know? all bow
1: before your genius.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And, oh, my one final snack that I cannot stop eating here in Iceland. Um, But, like, we have – everybody knows rice cakes, right? Super Scandinavian. But we have these things called, like, maizkurekud. So they're, like, more dense than rice cakes. They're, like, made out of maize or, like, um, what's – like, corn. They're, like, corn cakes. They're more dense. They're slightly more yellow um so delicious you can get them here with like chocolate on top which is one of my go-to Ooh,
1: snacks. you can but, get those here too junior but we like, sell them here
0: i know they they only have the rice cakes though
1: oh i'm sorry i kind of checked out honestly so i thought you were talking about rice cakes.
0: yeah no these are like slightly <laughs> different i'll bring some back for you phoebe but they're so yummy oh, please do. i just put a layer of peanut butter and a little bit of honey or peanut butter and some banana it's like the most delicious snack ever Ooh, yum right but, okay, next question. This is from um, Sophie, Sophie Miller. She is a student at St. Andrews. Um, let's, ask, um, let's see, okay. What are your thoughts on astro apps, like CoStar and the Pattern versus real astrology?
1: Okay, CD. well, again, I think this one's for me. So um, I would say that they are real astrology, so I think CoStar is a really great app if you're just dipping your toe into the realm of astrology, um, because I think it's a very easy way to ease into it. Right, you it gives can, like, you
0: all of your like sign, like houses and placements and everything. It right? doesn't
1: actually provide you with the entire house system, which is one of the reasons I don't love it. Once you once you can kind of like get past the initial stages of really looking at your birth chart. However, I think it's great because like your friends can invite you and you can like view your friend's birth charts. Um, I personally really like to have CoStar because I can access my friend's charts really easily just at the top of a finger on my phone on the app. Um, If I just, you know, want to check out their charts (laughs) Um, as I do. But I think one of the reasons I don't love CoStar is I think it doesn't show you the whole house system, and I think the house system is a really undervalued part of astrology that I myself am still learning a lot more about. And I think um, it shows you part of the house, it shows you, like, oh, what, what um, houses your planets are in, but it doesn't show you, like, what um, there's a whole other facet to the house system that's like what signs are on the cusp of what house. Um, right which is, it's it's such a fascinating
0: yeah. system and like Phoebe every time I call Phoebe she's learned something new about it and yeah
1: that's, that's really like, what I've been doing during this time is studying astrology but I just found it really interesting um you know you can take everything with a grain of salt it's not like total fact people get very offended um by astrology but um they're probably Capricorns um <laughs> so Um, I also think that, like, the co-star notifications, I think it's just some, like, chick in Brooklyn who's writing, like, whack notifications. What did they tell you once, Junia? Like, think, like, a mushroom or something? I don't even
0: remember. It was something like that. Like, at this point, I appreciate it for the humor.
1: Once they told me, no one cares how many books you've read. And I was like, okay, that's a little personal.
0: That's a little (laughs) too close to home. (laughs) I was like,
1: I think they do care how many books I've read. (laughs) Um. So, oh, the pattern. I love the pattern. The okay, pa- everyone yeah, I enjoy
0: the pattern. The pattern ev- revealed me, exposed me. <laughs> the
1: pattern is that that is fact, the pattern. Everyone go download the pattern. It literally will tell you, it will tell you about your childhood, tell about your current life, it'll tell you about the future. Um, the pattern doesn't give you any information really about the birth chart. It just shows you um what patterns are prevalent in your life and kind of how the waves of these patterns will transgress, transgress, transgress. (laughs) We're having such trouble speaking today on the podcast. It's okay. It's Um, okay. Me too. Over across the um, board of your life. And I think it's really interesting. And what I really love about um, the pattern is it gives you like a lot of information. So you need the birth time, but you don't, if you want to get more information, but If you're not sure of your birth time or someone else's birth time, you don't actually need to put it into the pattern. It will still give you a lot of info. So if you're trying to stalk someone and learn about the patterns of their life, you don't even need their birth time. You just need to go to their Facebook and input that information into the pattern. And what I also really love about the pattern is you can, like, pair yourself up with someone else to see, like, the pattern of your relationship. And that's what I really enjoy because it's just—it's always correct, like it's always right. It's crazy.
0: You're right. I've actually done that too, and it's—it's it's, yeah, it's scarily um, accurate.
1: And what's great about this app is like you don't even need to know them. Like I did my pattern with Timothy Chalamet the other day, and I was like, I feel like this would be what Timmy and I's relationship would be like. So there you go. So if you want to know not. how compatible you are with Timothy Chalamet, go to the pattern. Oh my
0: i want to see yeah. how compatible i am with um how have we done each other phoebe
1: what do you mean like how oh should we do that right now wait i'll do it right now Yeah,
0: no do it right
1: now <laughs> okay so i'm going to the pattern Da-da-da. okay here we go so you select two people to better understand a current past or future relationship so we're gonna do me and junia uh, how would you describe this relationship, Junia? Are we in the early stages, or are we committed?
0: I think we're committed.
1: Committed, I would say that as well. That was, um. Oh gosh, I'm so flattered. Uh, okay, there's a part of you, me, that's exactly what Junia wants and expects from a partner. Oh my god, Junia, I'm so flattered. No, that's so cool. Uh oh, I'm not gonna read the bad things. Well,
0: read oh my one god. bad
1: thing. We can't it says. It says. At times, Junia might feel pressure to excel around you, but she seldom feels satisfied or like she's good enough.
0: Wait, um, that's not
1: You're you're, not you're good true. enough, Junia. Okay, well, it can you. be like a little bit true. <laughs> well,
0: thank um, you.
1: You're definitely good enough and like don't feel the pressure to, to excel, just like
0: you oh know, my God, be yourself. I do. Actually, no, no, no. This is not inaccurate. When I'm around you, I feel the pre- I feel the pressure to be like as intellectual as you or like you know, know as much about literature as you or dress as cool as you, I definitely feel Oh, my like, God,
1: Junia, um, what? Oh, my God, this is really, like, so revealing for our relationship. Junia, I feel the pressure to excel around you, too, okay? Oh, my God. Well, okay.
0: We're well, we just mutual, excelling together. If it's mutual, then we can just sort of um, – Well, I mean,
1: according to the pattern, it's not mutual. Oh. You feel more pressure. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, um, okay, moving on. This is a nice one. You and Junia are powerful forces in each other's lives, but at times we might feel overwhelmed by the strength of our connection. I mean, I would definitely agree. I
0: I I, I feel overwhelmed. Wait, Junia! I'm well we
1: have so much. Sense. We have so much information. Oh wow! Our connection is rare and exceptional.
0: That's true.
1: We've, oh my god! It's saying that we would feel familiar with each other right away, and like I feel like the moment no, that's I saw you, what happened. it was love at first sight. You know,
0: it, it really was love at first sight.
1: Um, we share an intimate bond.
0: Yeah, we do.
1: I'm really enjoying this. Okay, <laughs> let's see what else. Do we should we look at our challenges?
0: Yeah, do it. Okay, maybe we can overcome them like really soon.
1: Let's try. We can work through them in therapy. Um.
0: Phoebe, that's not possible. Like you, you are my therapist. So that's
1: true. That would be like I would just definitely like shut down the therapist and be like, "This is what's going on." Right. Um. Okay. So a trouble, uh, some trouble we might run into later down the road or soon, um, is that there's a sort of heaviness to our connection because it's, it's um, it's very weighty. You know.
0: Um, maybe that will come around once I come back to St. Andrews and it's, like, we've it says, been friends online for, like, three, four months, five We've months.
1: really been online romancing. Um. Oh, right. It we says... Get, it's, it's been
0: a long-distance relationship, relationship. And there's always going to be an adjustment, period. Get this,
1: though. It says, you want to be together, but something obstructs your path and keeps you disconnected. Coronavirus, Coronavirus. has obstructed our path.
0: Coronavirus. Um,
1: um Yeah so there we go that's our relationship i'm really excited to read more into this later um apparently our souls are moving in the same direction so i'm really excited for that
0: this i'm convinced of our souls are absolutely moving in the same direction so
1: oh do you want to hear something else yeah so apparently (laughs) apparently my passion and intensity turns you on
0: (laughs) oh my god yes it does it really does
1: Oh my god, I'm so glad for to instance, hear all this. I'm
0: so turned on by you right now.
1: I'm so glad this is all coming out in the open. Um, right. I felt it like simmering beneath the surface, but I'm really glad we can vocalize it now thanks to no, the me pattern. me too. <laughs>
0: See, Sophie, the, the, See what the, uh, yeah. it works.
1: See what the, the pattern, pattern does works. for relationships? So if anyone's listening to this and there's like a guy or a gal out there or a gender non-conforming individual that you've been crushing on, just do your pattern chart. I would suggest approaching them and saying, pointing to the pattern and saying, see, our souls are moving in the same direction. Let's be together. That I think they'll really go for screams it. That
0: romance to me.
1: Right? I mean, hello. Uh, I uh-huh. plan on doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: just did. Oh, my God. You did. Well, thank you, Sophie, so much for that question. Um, yes. What is next? Oh. Another Sophie. This Sophie's from Atlanta. Super sweet. Oh, both of these Sophies are super sweet. But this Sophie's from I don't know from... either Sophie. <laughs> okay. Well, um th- this Sophie um I met her in Atlanta. She's a super talented violinist. Um and she asked favorite composers.
1: Okay. Well, I have a whole plethora, but this is my
0: this is okay, I usually okay. get this I, answer. Let's both choose 3.
1: Okay, I might, wait, okay, I might have to choose more than three. But I do have a top two that I always go for. Okay,
0: then let's do top two.
1: Okay, my, t- my number one above all, Junior, I'm sure you can guess this, Tchaikovsky. Um, number two, can you guess, Junior, what's my number two? We were talking about him the other day.
0: Wait, I actually have no idea. Stravinsky?
1: No. I'm more of a romantic gal,
0: no? Oh, uh, Chopin? Yes. Oh my God.
1: That's my top two. However, I also love Brahms.
0: I, I love, love Grieg. Brahms.
1: My my grandpa really loves Grieg, and he went to his house in Norway. So I always oh have a God. little special connection with Grieg. I That's love. So cute. There's so many, so many. I love Foray. Um, yeah. Those are my tops.
0: Yeah, I don't really know how to do this without genuinely naming like all of the top ones. Yeah, but I think. Well, I have, so I have, like, I have my favorite composers. I have the composers that I listen to the most. And then I also have the composers that I just think are the, just genuinely the most genius.
1: Yeah, I don't necessarily think that, like, those are the most genius. Like, if I was going to go for the most genius, I'd be, like, Bach, whatever. I love Bach also. But those are just, like, my sentimental favorites, you know? Right,
0: right. I have a different, like... So I genuinely think, and my my mom always answers that her favorite composer is Beethoven, and I absolutely mm-hmm. agree. He's, like, there's a reason why Beethoven is so, so popular and famous, and it's like, I don't know, I feel like it's, nobody wants to answer Beethoven when they're asked about their favorite composers, because Beethoven is just so um I guess not mainstream, but like it's such a typical answer. Everybody knows So cliche, ends. Beethoven. So cliche, <laughs> but like there's a reason why some things become cliche. He was like his violin concerto, I mean I hate Fur Elise. Like I'm not talking about Fur Elise. But like the Beethoven violin concerto, um piano concertos, some of the earlier symphonies I'm absolutely in love with. So everybody knows Ode to Joy, which is um, Beethoven Symphony number no. nine, and people also know Symphony number no. five, which is like da 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 da. But, um, da, 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 da. fun fact, fun fact, um, a lot of people think this is literally rhythm, like I'm taking you for an ear training lesson right now. But a lot of people think that, um, Beethoven fifth starts with like da 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 da, but it's actually, um, I don't actually know how to like explain this well enough
1: but it's actually like bah, 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 bah. do you know a fun fact about that Junior? again shout out to my grandpa who, who listens to this podcast they would play symphony number no. five bbc would play symphony number no. five on the radio before every introduction during world war ii and I so my knew grandpa this. you knew this oh my yeah. god i love that you knew this so my grandpa always um feels very emotional about that symphony because he would listen to it during the war on, like, oh a smuggled God. radio.
0: That's yeah. so fascinating. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I definitely encourage people to listen to Beethoven, like, earlier symphonies, number three, Eroica, beautiful. Um, listen to the other movements, you know? You won't know them, but they're equally as good. And also... Um, like Beethoven quartets, trios—like there's so much music that's not like Furleys or Beethoven Ninth or Fifth out there for you to explore. And I'd love to share that with our followers.
1: Maybe um, we'll have to do. You'll have to do a little. Um, maybe you should insert a little music into this podcast. Ooh, I might just... in the editing room. Or don't, but that's just a suggestion. No, I
0: love having a little bit of music on this podcast. I think it really
1: peps it up, you know?
0: It does. I'll I'll find something peppy. But other than Beethoven, like, my most listened to music on Spotify is definitely Chopin. But that's also because I listen to a lot of Chopin while I'm studying, and that's what I mostly listen to um, (laughs) when I'm studying, like, classical music-wise. But, like, rare favorite that nobody knows of, but, like, Bruckner is really good.
1: Oh, I have... Bruckner I have and Mahler for symphonies. Oh, I love Mahler.
0: Mahler's great. The first time... Ta- the first Mahler... So, Mahler symphonies are really famous. Um, And most people know Mahler 5, Mahler 1. But the first Mahler that I played was Mahler 9. And, basically, the difference between Mahler's 1st and Mahler's Ninth is like insane it's a completely different time musically and number one is like basically classical and number nine is like something completely different and I was like what the fuck is this when I first started playing it I was also playing second violin so there was like no it made no melodic sense to me at the time I was like 15 um but I ended up loving it and it's sort of cool so definitely I recommend listening to Mahler nine
1: well, I'm definitely going to check it out. I yeah, think it it's time. really
0: emotional. It has the most insane last movement, fourth movement. Ooh. It's actually insane. It's really, really slow. It's painfully slow, but but it really does tug at your emotions. It's not necessarily, like, I couldn't explain it with one emotion. It's not super, I mean, yes, it's super tragic, and, like, I think it's called something like tragedy, but it's not. I wouldn't like start. Crying I love a tragedy. It. I know, but it, like I wouldn't start crying because of it. It's just a super, super heavy movement. It's just it's art. It's straight up art. So,
1: not to be too cliche, but I can really cry at most pieces of classical music.
0: Not not all no, of them. No, but me too. Like, but I wouldn't cry yeah. because it's sad. I'd cry because I'm no because so it's so powerful. Intimate. It's so powerful. It's so powerful. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's, it's like so, an intense experience. Right, right. It's so intense. It really hits at your essence. That's why I Exactly.
0: But it wouldn't like it wouldn't go that I mean, I'm not talking about all classical music, but this particular movement, I just remember it was so intense that it made me really emotional, but not because it was like sad mm. or anything in particular. If that yeah. makes any sense. I'm probably like talking out of my ass now.
1: I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It was just all encompassing. It swept you away. Into right. the realm of emotions,
0: exactly. Um, oh, Sophie also asked: chamber music or symphonies?
1: Um, I don't know if I'm like knowledgeable enough to have a preference. I think symphony. I don't. You go, Julia. Oh,
0: you enlighten well, us. I mean, I mean, for me, it's different because I play a lot of chamber music and I grew up playing a lot of chamber music. But for those of you who don't know, chamber music is just anything that you play with a few of your colleagues so like duets trios quartets quintets sextets septets octets um there's more but you know that's that's all I'm gonna go to but I love chamber music I think I'm gonna choose chamber music here because chamber music originated as a medium of music for like people to come together just normal people to come together and um play music together in someone's living room and um and it really I think chamber music is definitely the strand of classical music that kept listeners going throughout time because they could play it themselves in a way and and it's allowed to be imperfect because it's first and foremost chamber music so chamber as in like like friends which is okay yeah that's
1: very interesting I didn't I wouldn't have been able to articulate that difference like my
0: my favorite thing growing up was playing classical uh, I mean playing um chamber music I grew up in a playing with my sister and our best friend Lilia who was on a previous episode we played a piano trio and quartets are just so lovely because I love ensembles but sometimes with orchestras, they can get pretty big. But this is also, like, player side. Like, I'm talking mm. about it as, like, a performer. Because quartets are more, or chamber music is more intimate. So there's more space for, like, you know, for your own choice. You don't have to follow a conductor. You know, you, you can have your own opinion. It's more free,
1: it sounds like. Right.
0: But because of that, I love listening to classical music. I mean, classical chamber music um I think yeah I think I'll choose chamber music here how about okay.
1: you Phoebe I think I'm going to choose symphony maybe that's just because that's what I've listened to more in the audience but no, that's you know, so I'll take either <laughs>
0: <laughs> no uh, b- both are so good but at least okay I do have
1: to say my phone battery is rapidly descending um so I think yeah I okay you should just I keep think... going
0: well, we... we have, like, one question left, so...
1: Okay, let's just keep going. Let's plug on Okay, there's
0: two questions left. We'll do them quickly, and then... We can do it, yeah. Yeah, so the first one is, of those, is genres you absolutely won't listen to. This is a fast one. I will not listen to... Well, first of all, I'm open to learning about everybody's, like, favorite music. I think music is such an amazing form of expression, and I want to hear what, you know what awakens something in you, no matter what, but just something that I could never get into is, like, metal or, like, heavy metal.
1: Oh, no, me neither. Also, like, I'm just going to be honest and say most genres, but, like, besides classical and jazz, like, some French 60s pop thrown in there, I have I struggle to really latch on to, you know? Right. But I do listen to, like, I, you know, I love a Cardi B song on occasion, you know? That right. really does it I for feel me. Like-
0: I can't can't lie and say
1: I don't love that.
0: No, exactly. I feel like there's Mm. no, I mean, other than like heavy metal, which I just, I wouldn't even know because I don't listen to it at all. But I just, above all, I appreciate a beautiful melody. Like that's what always sticks out to me. So if it comes out in the form of like a pop song or, you know, even a beautiful country melody, like I love um, the Chicks, they have like or had I love their like older albums they had beautiful melodies and harmonies and as a classical musician that's always what will make me interested um Mm. but I mean yeah I listen to mostly classical jazz um
1: I love I love anything that makes me want to dance you know that makes me want to get up yeah
0: anything that makes you want to dance anything that you know anything that awakens your soul
1: exactly so poetic
0: (laughs) and yeah final question what does Junia, think of Seurås.
1: The person who asked this question has been asking me to ask Junia for several weeks. I do apologize. I have forgotten. Now is the moment. Junia, what do you think?
0: Oh my goodness. I love Seurås. I grew up um, listening to Seurås. They've been around for ages here in Iceland. And um, they're fantastic musicians. And I really like their song, Håfipötla, which is like used in a lot of movies and like... <laughs> adverts i'm sure but definitely check them out on spotify they're really famous
1: i just love when you speak icelandic you know you're really again just romancing me with the icelandic
0: oh my goodness most people say it's a pretty ugly language like it sounds harsh to them i think
1: my taste in languages are really off like i love russian
0: yeah if you made it this far like like dm us i will send you a postcard like Yes, stay tuned for next week. I think maybe we'll have my twin sister on next week. Who is oh, that, yes, let's.
1: That's right? a great idea. I'm so excited.
0: So, okay. yeah, she's, she's a rising yeah. superstar.
1: Like, that's not even a joke. Like, maybe you should plug her a little bit more. because right, How many no. followers does she have on Instagram?
0: She has a good, like, 30-something thousand followers on yeah. Instagram. Like, 35,000 at this point. Um, yeah so
1: she's really she's moving and grooving
0: she absolutely is she's a musician if anybody was wondering a singer a a guitar player a cellist all-around a triple threat human being and yes she is lending me her recording equipment for this podcast so um (laughs) yeah and she wrote our jingle so
1: that's her singing, yeah. That's her
0: singing. Definitely that's wasn't her, me singing. It's her singing and it's her composing and everything. So
1: and her lyrics, yeah. Her so lyrics. definitely, you know, tune into next week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. We really feel like we have a great community with red wine, white couch. Um. Yeah.
0: Goodbye. White Goodbye. Couch, red wine, white couch. Red wine, white couch. Red wine. Red wine, red wine, red wine, white couch. Red wine, white couch. Red wine, white couch. Red wine. White couch, red wine, red wine. White